The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, we want you to mark your calendars for September the 12th. Why? Because that's the launch date for new Iridium satellites. Yes, they'll be going on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. And we've got the chief executive of Iridium to tell us more. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you, Pim Fox. Right now, stocks little change. S&P 500 index down a point, 2180. We've got the Dow lower by eight points, a drop of less than one-tenth of one percent at 18,521. NASDAQ holding on to a gain of 11 points now at 52.24. The record, by the way, 52.28 on NASDAQ, up now by two-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 15.30 seconds, yield 1.53%. Gold up $6 the ounce, climbing five-tenths of one percent to 13.42. Crude oil lower now by seven-tenths of one percent. West Texas intermediate crude down 31 cents a barrel, 42.70 right now on WTI. The Walt Disney Company will report after the closing bell. Shares up six-tenths of one percent, gaining 54 cents to $96.29. Paul Sweeney is director of North American Research for Bloomberg Intelligence. He says one area of investor interest will be Disney's newly opened theme park, in China. Well, I think a, an early read on Shanghai Disney. This is a $5.5 billion investment they made. They just opened the park uh, last June. Uh, it's still very, very early days, but uh, investors are going to want to get some early feedback in terms of attendance, guest spend, um, to get comfort on that investment. A surprise in today's economic data, the productivity of American workers unexpectedly declined for a third straight quarter. Deepening efficiency woes that have characterized the economic expansion. The Labor Department says the measure of employee output per hour decreased at an annualized rate of five-tenths of one percent. Federal Reserve Bank of New York says increased U.S. household borrowing to finance vehicles and credit card purchases offset declines in the amounts of mortgage and student loan debt outstanding to propel total consumer debt slightly higher in the second quarter. And now let's take a look at other stories making news. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey in Asensio. Search crews have recovered the black box of the sunken freighter El Faro. It was found 15,000 feet below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. The freighter sank during Hurricane Joaquin in October of 2015. The National Transportation Safety Board's mission had been on hold because resources needed for the effort were not available. All 33 crew members died after the vessel lost propulsion and sank. 
A federal judge has upheld former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich's 14-year prison sentence on corruption charges. Blagojevich was originally sentenced in 2011 for trying to exchange an appointment to President Obama's old U.S. Senate seat for campaign cash. The Olympic athletes are going for the gold in Rio, but Hillary Clinton thinks it's also the perfect place to go for votes. Bloomberg's Bob Moon explains. The Democratic presidential nominee's ad buying during TV coverage of the Summer Games is approaching $14 million. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. If hearing that is normally your trigger to grab the remote and skip the commercial, candidates and advertisers know that doesn't work when you're watching a live event. And I approve this message. And I approve this message. I approve this message. And I approve this message. Donald Trump requested ad rates from stations in key states, but has been relying on free media attention. I don't even need commercials if you want to know the truth. Republican ad maker Will Ritter suggests Clinton is scoring votes every day and says he'd love to know what Trump is waiting for. Bob Moon, Bloomberg Radio. And New Jersey's Six Flags Great Adventure is planning to open what it says is the world's first interactive gaming coaster adventure. Riders of Rage of the Gargoyles become virtual reality fighter jet pilots as they do battle. It's set to open September 24th. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ramey Innocencio. This is Bloomberg. Charlie. And we thank you and again, recapping uh, stocks trading mixed right now. The Dow and S&P are both lower, little changed. NASDAQ higher by seven points, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. How do you change the tire on an automobile that is traveling at 17,000 miles per hour? Well, your first test would be to call Matt Desch. He is the chief executive of Iridium Communications. They're based in Washington, D.C. Matt joins me here in the studio. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me, Pim. Now, you notice I started with this idea of trying to change a tire while the car's traveling at 17,000 miles per hour. I want to use that as the segue to get you just to explain what is a satellite swap and how does that fit into what Iridium does? Well, Iridium runs the world's largest satellite constellations. We have satellite constellation. We have 66 satellites today, as you said, flying around the planet at 17,000 miles an hour, uh, about 485 miles above the planet, which is quite low. Uh, but they all need to be replaced, and they're 19 years old, and we have been working for the last six or seven years to build brand new satellites, and as you said, they're going to be launching very soon, and and we have to replace them one by one in space. It's a very careful operation, uh, highly researched. We, we put the two satellites up next to each other, which in space terms is maybe 20 miles apart, you know, and... Uh, Literally within microseconds, you drop the links to one and put and reconnect them to the new one. Customers on the ground don't even know that their uh, their call was interrupted, and the new satellite is operating for the next fifteen to twenty years. Uh, and everybody asks, "What do you do with the old satellites?" Well, we have to bring them out of orbit. So over the you know 2018 will be exciting year as we deorbit all those satellites and they burn up in the atmosphere. Has this ever been accomplished before? No. No, in fact, uh, you could call this one of the biggest tech refreshes in history. Um, Three billion dollar satellite network, not not for the faint of heart, uh, but it's such a powerful network because it does things that no other network does. When we thought about the fact that we had to replace it, we we didn't want to take away that competitive advantage we have over every other system. 
So we said we got to really make it so it'll be a seamless transition from one to the other. So it takes a little more work and effort, but it's worth it. And as part of that effort, uh, you've got two new services with this launch, right? You've got Certus and Aeron. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the new satellites are much more powerful, and we had some extra space on them, too. So instead of just being a communications provider, uh, we wanted to do it even better than last time. So Certus is our brand name for a broadband service that enables very small devices to operate up to 1.4 megabits per second. But maybe even the more revolutionary one is the Arion one, which is we are going to track every airplane every commercial aircraft in the world, no matter where it is in real time, and provide that information to air traffic controllers so they can provide better service to, to airlines and, and more direct routes, less uh, fuel savings, and, of course, we won't be missing any airplanes any longer. Uh, an MH370 is pretty unlikely if we know literally down to the second where every airplane is. Now, this is all going to take place at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. This is where the launch is scheduled in September. That's right. If we were to go to the base today, what would we see? Well, we just started the process of processing the first batch of satellites. So we fl- we launched 10 satellites at a time, five on a lower tier, five on an upper tier. It's the heaviest payload that SpaceX has launched. Uh, SpaceX is the company that makes the rocket. That's right. This is the Falcon 9 rocket that will be taking us to space. We, we, we were one of their earliest customers, so we took a bet on them seven years ago or so, uh, knew that they fit our profile very well, and we've kind of grown up together. They've become quite successful, as have we, and we're ready now to use seven of their rockets to launch 70 satellites over the next 18 months. It's quite, as you said, a dance in space of constantly putting satellites up, positioning themselves, drifting them between planes, moving them into position, swapping satellites. It's going to be a very, very busy uh, 18 months. But, yes, SpaceX is going to launch us out of Vandenberg Air Force Base starting on September 19th for the first one, and then the next launch will be in December and then February and every two months after until we're done. I, I got to have you just describe it as quickly as you can the history of Iridium because this was by no means a sure thing that we would get these launches done. No, we have quite a history going back to the early 90s when Motorola envisioned this uh, company to compete with cell phones globally and probably spent $6 billion or something during the the high-growth 90s, launched the system to great fanfare, went bankrupt one years later in the biggest bankrupt ever in history, at least for a week until Enron happened. And uh, and then we started. We really took the company in 2000, and in the last 16 years it's grown to be quite a profitable, large, successful company, able to replace its satellite networks. And uh, it's probably a lot of people are surprised when they hear the name Iridium because they remember the 90s, but we're not that company anymore. We're, we're a quite new, successful, thriving company. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing this with us. Matt Dash is the chief executive of Iridium Communications. They are based in Washington, D.C., and the uh, first launch of the next generation constellation of satellites is September the 19th from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg.
Coming up on Taking Stock, the shares of Valiant Pharmaceuticals are higher today by more than 20%. Another pharmacy company, Endo International, higher by more than 20%. We'll find out why. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.